welcome to this episode of AU Manufacturing Conversations with Brent Bolinski, featuring one of the companies we're putting forward as part of our quest to identify Australia's 50 most innovative manufacturers. This is the first time we've ever run this campaign, and we absolutely, positively couldn't have gone ahead without the generous help of Bosch Australia Manufacturing Solutions, SMC Corporation Australia, and lead sponsor MYOB. MYOB is a business management platform that brings together key workflows to fit business needs. MYOB has been part of the fabric of doing business in Australia and New Zealand for more than 30 years and integrates manufacturing, inventory management and accounting to help businesses streamline business processes. Lee, thank you very much for joining us here on AU Manufacturing Conversations. Thanks for having me, Brent. A pleasure. Glad you could make it. So the first question we'll ask you is the first question we ask all our guests, and that question is, how did you get here and what do you make? Well, it's a, there's a long version and a short version, but I'll try and keep you to the short version today. So basically, I left school in year 10, went to go and work for my, my dad has a manufacturing company. He owns a company called Vergola, which is an opening and closing roof system. And basically, I left school and just thought I'll go work for him. But my answer was no, go and get a job. <laughs> so... I actually became a mechanic, did mechanics for four years, did my trade there, then started working in my dad's manufacturing business, Rogola, sort of worked my way up through the ranks there and then realised sort of later on that this was never going to be my business, it was always just going to be my dad's and I was just going to be some guy working there and that didn't really fulfil me. But I think what it did is it did give me a bit of a love for manufacturing, construction and business. So I sort of did my, I say, my apprenticeship with my dad in being a business person and a manufacturing person. And then basically after working for him for nearly 10 years, we found my current company, which is Safety Line Jalousy. We found the product in France, went over there, visited the team, liked what they had, brought it back, and me and my brother started in a two-car garage in the back of Terry Hills, and we started manufacturing windows, and that's how we began. You mentioned just a moment ago that you're at Monavale. Was your dad's business around the northern beaches as well? Yeah, so my dad's business is in Terry Hills. Uh, He's been up there for 35 years. And then, yeah, so it was sort of just a natural progression for me. I wanted to stay close to my home, close to my family, so that work and family could be not too disconnected. Right on. And you've grown quite a bit since then. Tell me about the size of the company and your locations and some of what goes on where, please. Yeah, so like I said, we initially started with two people, just me and my brother, in a literally a garage. We used to put ads in papers. I'd drive around in my car and try and sell windows to Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and then my brother would make them and deliver them and install them. But since then, we've grown to a team of oh, between 40 to 50 people. We've got locations. Head manufacturing is in Sydney, in Monavale. We've got offices in Brisbane and Melbourne. We've also got an offshore office in Malaysia with some joint venture manufacturing capabilities in Malaysia also. You mentioned you partnered with a a French company. Are you sort of making products exactly as they designed or is there some sort of adaptation for the Australian environment? Tell me a bit about the relationship and how it works. We're a partner with Technow. Technow is part of the Hydro Group. Hydro is a Norwegian-based company and they're the largest aluminium company in the world, basically. So we have all the accessibility to the the products that they developed. Technow developed a really high-end product, so we we manufacture to their specifications. We're their product partner. 
to be fair, we have had to adapt certain things for the Australian market because European and Australian markets are quite different. Testing is quite different. So we've had to do rigorous testing here in Australia to meet all the Australian standards for wind, water, acoustics, bushfire, which, you know, the Europeans aren't that sort of prone to, like is in uh, testing standards. So, yeah, we've, we do use their product the way it is, but we, there are slight modifications to suit the Australian market. We're talking because we have the Australia's 50 Most Innovative Manufacturers campaign and you've been kind enough to donate your time to fill out an application form. Thank you for that and thank you for being a part of this. Tell me about innovation. What's your personal and or company definition? Innovation, I think there's two parts to innovation. I think one is you have to continue to innovate to keep up with trends, you know, like keep up with NCC, keep up with, you know, the changes to BCA, keep up with just the demands of what society, like what the society is is pressing for. But then you have the innovation part where it's actually making the change. So it's creating change that doesn't exist for future things that you can possibly see. So obviously sustainability is a massive, a massive uh, buzzword at the moment and everyone's trying to go towards that. There is a lot of greenwashing, but I think for me innovation is really in that space. Like we've... Partnering with Hydro, we have, you know, we're using aluminium, which is called Reduxa, which is a low-carbon producing emission aluminium uh, at the stage of production. We've got Circal aluminium, which is recycled. Um, but I think the big innovation part for us is, you know, like the technology around window systems. It's not just putting an aluminium frame in a in a wind, in a hole now and thinking that's how it works. It's looking at the, you know, the, the thermal performance of it, the acoustic performance. Uh, the innovation around how we can ventilate that space to give the occupier inside the optimum experience. So if we can keep the air inside at an optimum level, reduce CO2, reduce humidity, then the occupant gets, you know, the best outcome inside while getting health benefits. You also get cost benefits because you're not using air conditioning and all these things. So I think innovation for me is a big about sustainability pushing that sustainability space, but also the, the human impact of, of what we're doing. Your nomination, it's a continuum that mentions you spend a fair chunk of your revenues on R&D, and that's always a, you know, it, it's not innovation of itself to spend on R&D, but it's a good indicator. I'd like to know more about what R&D looks like at Jalusi and what drives it. You mentioned some above, so just, I guess, double down on some of those things or mention some new ones. Yeah, well, I think R&D... The big part of what we do is with the ever-changing NCC requirements, especially around energy performance and windows, the R&D is sort of very, very continuous for us at the moment. We're trying to improve thermal numbers, finding better ways to make these window systems not just compliant but to future-proof the compliance so that when the codes change again in five years, we're already ahead of that curve. So I think that's the big part of the R&D is about is the thermal performance, the acoustic performance, just the overall performance of the window, how we can get it better and keep it in front of that curve. Sure. On your nomination, you, you mentioned the Smart Air Project. It's a recent one and one that's done quite well with good design and some other bits of recognition and good for you. I'd like to know more about that. Why was classroom ventilation a problem that needed to be addressed? And the Smart Air system was actually... We can actually thank COVID for that, if we can thank COVID for anything. What that really did highlight to us in that COVID period is obviously being in lockdown, we've got to really stop and 
look internally about what was going on and the need for fresh air and airborne disease and all this kind of stuff, that's what forced the creation of smart air. So it really sent us back to the drawing board to come up with this system that could ventilate buildings in a safe and effective way. So what the smart air system, I guess, in a nutshell does, it monitors humidity and it monitors CO2. Monitors are a range of other things, but the main two things with humidity is if you can keep humidity in the right bandwidth, the data shows that airborne disease cannot transmit through that bandwidth of humidity. So if we can do that, it's actually keeping the space with cleaner air and the less transmission of, of disease. The second thing is CO2. So in a classroom with children, CO2 is high because you've got 30 people in a 30-square-metre space. So the higher the CO2 goes, the sleepier children get, the less attention they will pay to the teacher. And There's a whole range of studies around like ADHD, natural ventilation, natural light and things like that. So, again, if we can monitor that and control that environment, ventilate the classroom, children will have better learning outcomes, teacher will have better experiences, and hopefully at the end of the day we have smarter, better population to take this country forward. We'd like to take another moment now to acknowledge our sponsors, MYOB, as well as Bosch Australian Manufacturing Solutions and SMC Corporation Australia. There would be no Australia's 50 Most Innovative Manufacturers campaign without them. Be sure to check them each out via the links in the show notes and give them a follow on LinkedIn. I'd like to know a little bit more about automated window systems. Is that something that you operated with previous to this project? Uh, Yeah, so we've always done automation. We've had different motor systems, but they were pretty much just like natural ventilation, so open, close bit of wind sensors, rain sensors, that kind of thing. But again, I think back to like the part of the innovation thing, the the construction industry in a whole is really going down that BMS type track where building management systems are controlling buildings, they're doing night purge, fire systems. The buildings are getting smarter and you have to be up on that trend. So our automation now for our windows has to get smarter. So that's why we've partnered with a company called Blue Squared Automation so they've got control partners in the UK, one of the biggest companies in the world who do all the controls, and they're based here in Australia. So we partnered with them. We thought they were a really good fit with us to help create smart air and help take us forward in this technology space. So you hadn't been working with them before? You entered into that collaboration just for this project? No, so we were working with them in the earlier days on just general automation, like nat vent stuff. But then, yeah, COVID came around and it really sort of brought us closer together to come up with a, I guess, a holistic solution, not just a ventilation solution, but something that's quite robust and can take us into the future. So I'd like to know a little bit more about developing that product. Obviously, you've got the data through sensors on CO2 levels and humidity and whatever metrics you're tracking. Did you go into classrooms and test it out and see what the conditions were like and Was there a bit of sort of getting out there in the field and getting qualitative information as well as quantitative? Australia is quite behind in this space, to be honest. The UK and Europe have been monitoring CO2 for forever, basically. So there's there's a lot of white papers and there's lots and lots of data coming out of the UK, which we got our hands on. And we basically just researched all that, looked at the data, looked at the metrics, see how it was working, not working over there and tailored it to the Australian market. So a couple of the schools we've got running now with Smarter, we're monitoring data 
So by the end of this year, we're, we're going to have our own like physical Australian data to say this is how much CO2 has been in a room, this is how many times the window opened without teacher interaction. So then we can we can also start to put metrics around how much electricity is that saved, how much carbon has that saved. So we're really looking forward to like getting all this real data and compiling our own white paper, so to speak, on the real effects of Australian classrooms. Sure. Well, you mentioned earlier that there's greenwashing about, and if you can measure it and properly tabulate it and show it to people, then you're not greenwashing. That was exactly my point. I said to Steve at Blue Square, I said, it's all well and good. We can put this sales and marketing pitch together, but the real data will sell itself. So really excited to get all that together. You might have already answered it above, but again, if you feel like going further, then great. I wanted to ask about innovation being described as a collaborative approach in your nomination, a collaborative approach involving your key stakeholders. How does this look like in practice? And if you want to pick one or two specific stakeholders and how you work with them and give a little mini case study, then that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think being a family-owned, smaller style of business we're very open to collaboration we don't have the big corporate structures in place which you know hinder those kind of things sometimes so i think a lot of our innovation comes from just listening to our clients my client base is architects predominantly so we listen to what they have to say we come back as a team internally with my you know sales team and production team and we we figure out if we can or can't adapt to whatever the market's asking us to do so I think collaboration for us is just quite an open door conversational thing around the table or even over a lunch having some beers. It's like, well, what can we do? Can we do that? Yeah, let's pull our resources together. I've got in my network of people, I've got Blue Squared Automation who have a world of knowledge in that space and lots of big connections in the UK. I've obviously got my connections with Technal, who are one of the largest aluminium companies in the world. So if they haven't seen it, most people wouldn't have. So it's how I feel we innovate. We reach out to networks. We're not shy to say we don't know if we don't know. And, yeah, that's pretty much just an open-door policy and listening to our clients. I think that's how innovation works. Well, I'd like to hear about some upcoming innovations, if you feel like sharing them. Is there a project you're working on at the moment and what's been the focus there? Project is in manufacturing. We've got... Three new products we're about to launch to market later this year. So again, this has come out of listening to our clients and the demands for new codes in the NCC. So we're releasing a product. Well, actually, we've just released a product called the Protege. So the Protege is our smoke and fire louver system. So it's designed for multi-res or sports halls or anywhere where it's connected into a smoke and fire system. So the system is... It's still a louver, but it is all fireproof. So we've had that tested in Spain to EN 12101 standards because in Australia there's no actual smoke and fire code for windows on facades yet. So the, the closest code they use is the EN 12101. So we've tested, got a fully compliant window and motor attached to that. So that's pretty exciting. So that's come out of that innovation space. The second product we have which should launch in July is called the Espacer. The Espacer is another louver but it's a 240mm depth blade with thermally broken frames and a thicker glass option. So again what that does is it tackles the need for the thermal performance. We'll get a better thermal performance being a thermally broken frame. We'll get higher acoustics because of the thicker glass and aesthetically it's quite a sexy looking louver, nice and big and, you know, lots of airflow. 
And again, both of these systems, this protege and the space, are connecting to our smart air system. So we're trying to keep that whole circular approach to things. We're using the low-carbon aluminium. We're using smart technology so that we can keep innovating in that space. The last question we like to ask is, what's an issue within manufacturing that isn't getting the attention it deserves at the moment? What's your point of view there? Oh, I think manufacturing in Australia is, the issue with it is there's not, not much here. <laughs> I think that's the, the topical point is, I think government needs to do a better job of bringing manufacturing back home. And I think the way they can do that is to start, especially in the construction space, have more mandates on if you're building in Australia and there is Australian manufacturers that they should take preference to getting those jobs. It's a circular economy. If manufacturing can stay here, we can build here, use local jobs to go to local cafes, the money stays here. As soon as we use offshore manufacturers, the money is gone. There's no more circular economy. So I think that for me is, you can probably hear from my voice, it's a bit of a, a bug there for me, but I think we need to promote Australian manufacturing, bring more manufacturing back home. Let's keep the money here. Let's have a preference for local products. And that starts from the government down. That's everything I wanted to ask you, Lee. So if there's anything you'd like to add, the floor's all yours. Otherwise, we can uh, call that a wrap. No, that's good, mate. Thank you for your time. And I appreciate what you're doing here and bringing some voice to manufacturers. So thank you for what you do. We do our best. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. And all the best to you, Lee. Thanks for joining us on AU Manufacturing Conversations. Thanks, Brent.